shite, yeah. Woman of a no, woman of a no. Was writer in the world. 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 He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer. Welcome to the worst writer in the world. Spoilers, he was a ghost all along. <laughs> wow, this new catchphrase <laughs> is just means you don't have to say anything else, right? <laughs> yeah. It's really good for you. <laughs> Spoilers, he was a ghost all along. This week, it is part two of our detailed retelling of M. Night Shyamalan's classic movie, perhaps his greatest, <laughs> his work, greatest work, The Happening. A film in which nothing happens and plants are to blame for it. <laughs> uh, last week, we, um, we, we met our main characters, Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel, two of the least expressive characters and humans in the universe. <laughs> and they um, <laughs> ran away from evil plants that were making everyone commit suicide. And they ran away to the country... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They ran away from where, the city to the country. Where there are no plants. <laughs> Zero plants. <laughs> and uh, we left them heading into a field surrounded by trees. And what fucking geniuses. They should go to so, space, shouldn't they? If you go to space, you'd, <laughs> there's definitely no wind and there's no um, no plants. No plants. unless And it, you know, if plants want to get you in space, they need to start building spaceships, yeah. plant spaceships, or growing really, really tall, That's like right. Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. So, and that is a better film already. Plants going to space or growing, <laughs> well, be, or, or just Jack and the Be Jack and the Beanstalk is a better <laughs> film than this. Is what I'm saying. All right. So, Howard, are you ready to get started? Spoilers. He was a ghost all along. Alma, Zoe Deschanel, decides to admit, as they're walking across the field, she's like, she's feeling super guilty about the fact that she went out on a date with M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> she's, she's feeling really bad about it, probably because it ended up with her being in this movie. Yeah, which that's is, how she like, got she's, she's, she's really she's regretting that. Regretting it, yeah. yeah. He keeps ringing her and he's like, listen, yeah, I will stop ringing you if you're being my god-awful movie about angry plants, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I've, I've written a character who doesn't show emotion. Come on, it's perfect for you. <laughs> I wrote it for you. <laughs> also, I've written a science teacher for Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Not <laughs> so sure about that one. Yeah. Like apparently he did. He said that he had when he wrote this script, mm. he had Mark Wahlberg specifically in mind for the main character. It not that's <laughs> not true. Of, I think Zoe Deschanel was meant to so be um, Amy Adams rather than her. But right, um, right, yeah. That's who he wanted. But he wanted Mark Wahlberg. That was his choice number one for this science teacher so character. I mean, Amy Adams probably yeah. turned it down then, right? Because she's actually good and and like she, makes makes yeah. good decisions. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel was like somebody whose whose mum made them do it rather than they chose to do it themselves. <laughs> yeah. I'm going for that. So, um, yeah, Zoe Deschanel's mum was really into The Sixth Sense. Like, she fucking loved that movie. And probably Signs as well. And maybe maybe all yeah. of his movies. Maybe she's just a massive fan of M. Night Shyamalan and just the only person in the yeah. world who loved every single yeah. one of his movies. She's, 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 written a, she's written an article for Den of Geek ordering um, her favourite in order, right? And weirdly enough, Lady in the War is somewhere yeah. near the top and nobody knows why. Number one. <laughs> Number yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's because it's got M. Night Shyamalan in it, yes. in it a lot, and she loves yeah. him. She's like, uh, she's a real kind. She's one of those fans who is just super unreasonable mm. about it. She's gone beyond mm. logic into just pure obsession. And so, um, when 
Zoe rings her up and she's like, oh, what, you know, what have you been up to, Zoe? And she's like, oh, I've been um, turning, I've I'm, I'm been reading this script by M. Night Shyamalan, I'm going to turn it down because it's about angry plants. So that seems really <laughs> stupid and <laughs> boring and rubbish and like nothing yeah. happens in it. And she, yeah, you like you say, she insisted. Mm. Yeah, you've got to do it. I'll never speak to you again if you don't Everything take this. Everything he does um, is pure gold. You've got to, you, you've got to yeah. do it. There's no way that you'll, that this will c- c- flop and you'll <laughs> look stupid. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so um, Zoe Deschanel decides to admit that she went out on a date with M. Night Shyamalan and feels yes, guilty about it. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. And then, while they're talking about this, they see some wind. Oh, oh yeah, with their, with, their, with their special wind sea glasses. <laughs> and then the people up ahead freeze. Mm-hmm. And then the soldier, cheese and crackers yeah. soldier, starts walking backwards. Oh, so... Can you? I've got a question for you. Why do people walk backwards when they get like spooky winded before? Like, why is that a thing? Okay, they freeze. I understand. Yeah. You know, it's like taking over their brain or whatever. They kill themselves. It's stupid, but I understand mm. it. The plants are making them kill themselves. Why the fuck do people walk backwards? They don't do it all the time, do they? Uh, just, just no, when, I know. They don't do it remembers. all the time. And maybe it's because you know when you say at the start, it's really hard to um, you know get a handle on the fact that people have gone wrong if they're yes. already acting badly yeah. and, they, and nothing's different. Yes. So it's, it's just so we can see that there's something not right because Amalite Shyamalan has rightly looked at people and he's thought. People don't walk backwards. <laughs> I have observed yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that is okay. how we can tell now that these there's something wrong with no, these people. No, I mean, people. it's, yeah. As a kind of visual signal, mm. it's brilliant, you know, but I really feel like could have done with something, some explanation <laughs> or some reason, I don't know, anything at all. But just like, plants make people walk backwards and kill themselves. Like, oh, is that all? Is that the whole story? Yeah, afraid yeah. so. Let's get on with yeah. it. So then Cheese and Crackers soldier kills himself. Mm. Like, we hear the gunshot. Well, we don't get to see it because we usually don't with the... Most of the suicides, we don't Mm, get to see them, right? Which I appreciate. We hear the soldier shoot himself and then we hear more gunshots. And so we know that they're doing what all those people in Philadelphia did earlier, Mm. right? And I don't mean going to live with their auntie and uncle in (laughs) Bel Air, right? What I mean is, like, one shoots himself, drops the gun, another one gets it. And, you know, we saw that happen. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg realises mm-hmm. in his big, clever mind mm. that the plants are targeting the larger groups of people. Right, right, yeah. Plants have decided they don't like big groups of people. How many guesses this, right? I mean, he's got, he's got no proof. Absolutely. Of anything that happens in mm. this movie, he has no proof. But he always guesses and he always guesses mm. right. This is the thing. Everyone who guesses, there's no one, no one gets it wrong, except the TV where they're like, it's terrorists. Mm. That's the only people that get anything wrong. Apart from that... It's all presented as correct, even though it's all just Mark Wahlberg going, probably plants, probably because we're big groups. So Mark Wahlberg says, "Okay, what we're going to have to do is stay ahead of the wind. Mm. We're going to have to stay. It's like, have you never experienced wind before? (laughs) I mean, you've never experienced a human conversation Mm. or a human, as far as I can tell, but also not wind. Mm. So they run away from the wind. But unfortunately, (laughs) the wind catches up with them. So maybe he has experienced wind. (laughs) But. They're all fine. Like the wind just like blows across them. They all uh, we're all they all stop and they're all terrified and we're terrified. Yeah. But then they're fine. Mm. So either it's not the wind, <laughs> like, like you know, number one, it's not the wind, and Mark Warburg was wrong about it being spooky plants and wind. Yeah. Or you're correct, mm. and it's like it doesn't register as the, them as human because they don't show emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, now they have two teenage boys with them. Just thought I should mention that. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I remember that. 
So next up, they find a house and decide to break in. Mm, mm. And whilst inside this empty, isolated house, they talk about how they need to get somewhere empty and isolated and how difficult <laughs> that's going to be. Yeah, so next, the next thing that happens is Mark Wahlberg introduces himself to a plant, <laughs> to a pot plant. Starts chatting, uh, chatting up a pot plant. And then, but then he realises it's plastic and feels foolish. Mm. And I'm going to argue this is another bit of evidence that M. Night Shyamalan cannot write a joke because this is definitely meant to be funny, yeah. but it isn't. Anyway, so they all leave the, um, the house. Uh, this is the model house mm. that they went to. It's just really confusing, generally quite confusing, isn't it? Like, does he think it's the wind or does he think it's plants? Or he accepts that it's plants using the wind to yeah. get you. Well, the mm. thing is, he keeps talking about science, mm. but... Unfortunately, M. Night Shyamalan does not know what science yeah. is. He seems to be a bit confused and he thinks science is religion most of the time. <laughs> he just definitely doesn't know the difference between the two, so he gets very confused, yeah. and so therefore it's very confusing for us too. Yeah. Uh, so they decide to leave the house, the um, isolated house, but and then they turn out to have been right because loads of other people are arriving at this house. Oh. Like This is a very popular house, loads of other people are arriving. But because there's lots of them all coming together, Shit. the spooky wind's like, nope, too many people. Yeah. All right, hey, look at look at the plants. are like, hey, lot big group of people, <laughs> better kill them, okay? Mm. And so as they leave, they watch a man lawnmower himself to death. Ah, brilliant. So then they're walking through the fields, mm -hmm. you know, the lovely safe fields surrounded by trees. Mm. And um, one of the teenagers starts having a chat with Mark Wahlberg. And the teenager says, uh, is she your kid? Like, Jess, is she your kid? And Mark Wahlberg says, no. Mm -hmm. And the teenager says, you got kids? He's like, no. And the teenager says, why not? You got a problem? <laughs> like, fuck you, kid. Like, people choose not to have children because they're worried they might turn out like you, <laughs> specifically. That is a valid life choice. That, and that's what I want Mark Wahlberg to say. But Mark Wahlberg's like, no, oh, no. No, I've, I haven't got kids because Alma hates me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I haven't got kids. Otherwise, obviously, I would have kids because that's all people do, isn't it? That's the only choice you can possibly have in life. I hope you, kid, I hope you get unexpectedly murdered at the next house we come across. <laughs> That's what I'm rooting for to happen. And your fucking friend. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as they're walking, um, Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel keep stopping and staring at each other and leaving massive pauses between their speech. And, like, since that's the first sign of evil plants, you'd think they'd be a bit more worried by this. <laughs> but then again, like, maybe they are. Maybe they are worried. How would we know from the faces of these two people who look like they've never felt an emotion in their lives? Like, Zoe Deschanel should start saying, what is this feelings you speak of? Yes. <laughs> what are these emotions? Next up, Mark Wahlberg does a comedy bit about almost buying cough syrup that he didn't need. And, like, I think, obviously it's meant to be hilarious, mm. but it also seems like it's meant to be a big emotional moment. Because <laughs> at the end of it, Alma's like, thank you, like he's done something really kind to her. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was written by someone who's never met a human, <laughs> right? And performed by two space rocks who've never been to Earth. So it's not really clear what the emotion's meant to be here. <laughs> So they, 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 they reach another house and mm -hmm. they go and knock at the door mm -hmm. of this house. Like, it's shutters closed. Um, it looks like it's boarded up, but there's loads of massive gaps between the shutters mm -hmm. so we can see mm -hmm. inside. So I don't know what they think they're, they're doing. They, everyone knows it's some kind of spooky gas. Whether they know it's, like, plants or not, surely we all know it's some kind of spooky gas. But they're like, no, shut the door and close the shutters and, like, make sure that there's big holes in the wall and we'll all be fine. 
And while they're trying to get in, the two teenage boys start to get aggressive and then get shot. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking horrifying. Um, and like, I, presumably Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel are also upset by this. Unfortunately, there's no way for us, the viewer, <laughs> to know how they feel because they the expressions on their faces are completely unchanged. And Jess, she's all right, though, is she? I don't know. That's the thing, right? She's She knows both her parents are dead. Mm. She's seen loads of dead bodies everywhere, everywhere they go, just covered in dead bodies. Mm. And now she's watched two other kids get shot like a <laughs> metre away from her. <laughs> But Alma's like, oh, she's probably just hungry. <laughs> Let's go. Come on, we've got to find we've got to find Jess some food. Come on, it's really important. She looks really hungry. Mm. So they carry on. They find another isolated house. Mm. So basically, this is just now just a film about Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel going to different houses. <laughs> right? It's like Homes Under the Hammer, celebrity edition, but with spooky wind. Yeah. I've never watched that show. Does that sound like a reasonable thing to say? <laughs> No, no. Do they just go to houses? I assume they go to houses, no? I, th- I, thought, I, mean, I'd yeah, a, thought I'd have a go at a There's a, a significant amount of going to houses in it, so yeah, it'll, it'll mm. pass. Okay, cool. This is what Holmes and the Hammer would be like if um, it was written by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they go to the next house, a spooky house, a very a very isolated house, mm. this one, which is just what they're looking Perfect. for. Unfortunately, it's not completely empty because there is a spooky old lady in <laughs> yeah. it called Mrs. Jones. Mm. And she, although she's spooky, she does immediately invite them in for supper. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so while they're having dinner, the uh, Jess, the eight-year-old Jess, reaches out for a biscuit and this old, th- Mrs. Jones, the old woman, slaps her hand really fucking hard. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel just don't react. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you're like, I wonder how they f- feel about this. Like, maybe maybe you should say something when a spooky old lady physically assaults the kid you're looking after. But they're like, no, no, it's fine. Just We'll just sit and look slightly uncomfortable. But to be honest, that's how we looked before, so who knows how we feel. Seems like Zoe Nationale did not mean it when she held Jess's hand then. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, Julian didn't say exactly what she should mean. Maybe maybe what she meant was, I will get your kid hurt and killed. Yeah. Because <laughs> going... Going the right way for that. Mm. Uh, no, and then uh, Mrs. Jones says they can stay the night, and they do. <laughs> so they're okay with this scary old lady. Yeah. But later on, in their room, mm-hmm. just the two of them, Zoe Deschanel says she doesn't like Mrs. Jones <laughs> because there's something exorcisty about her. And it's like, no, there isn't. There's something violent towards children about her. That's what there is. You have misread this situation. I think this is more, more, um, more uh, proof that. That this is a character thing whereby she she quotes movies, oh, yeah. she mentions she movies them. that oh, okay. she's definitely not seen. Oh, maybe, yeah, because she got um, uh, Fatal Attraction wrong as well. Yeah, if there's a third example, yeah. then we definitely know this, right? Yeah. I can't think of one It's probably now, an but... in-joke for him. He's probably like, because he knows people who don't understand films as well as he does, because he's a film <laughs> fucking genius. Because yeah. he's seen the birds and, and nothing else. And it annoys him when people get <laughs> films wrong. Stop getting films wrong. Yeah, maybe. And so he gives it to his female character. Now, that seems very, yeah, yeah very likely. Uh, so, so they have this conversation and then they hear Mrs. Jones on the stairs and Mark Wahlberg goes out and does his best acting yes. in this film or that possibly anyone has ever so done. So good. What weird writing as well. Like, you just gone, you know, what I want, what I want to happen next after they've had dinner is she's going to say, you're going to murder me in my sleep and steal <laughs> from me and then go <laughs> and then just leave. 
so yeah. And then well, cut to next day, and she dies almost immediately, right? So it's like what? There's nothing means anything in this movie. Nothing goes anywhere. It just happens because it's like it. It it's happens. Like he, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not called the meaning group. It's not called the meaning. It's called the happening. <laughs> it's like he doesn't. He's never watched movies. Like he's watched a couple of movies, and he's kind of got an idea of how they're meant to be, and now he's copying it, but doesn't really have any deep understanding. He's just like, well, at this point in the movie, mm. um, it seems like they should meet someone who's kind of spooky. So he does that, yeah. but it doesn't go anywhere. It's weird. Because uh, he's not heading towards his twist or anything either. So it's not just fi- no. so it's not just filling time until he gets to the amazing twist. It's just no, it's treading tread water like for 90 minutes. Yeah, this bit now is the climax where this house is the last thing they do. Oh, right. This is where it ends. This is oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the big finish they're that's and, just starting now. They go and hide in a shed that's got a tube in it. Yep, and then it ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, this is the big finish. Yeah. Anyway, so after they have that conversation, we immediately cut to the next day. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg's wandering around the house, you know, just getting get, going into places he shouldn't be. He is, he is being a bit rude, to be honest. Yeah. And he walks into a room and finds Mrs. Jones's wooden sex doll <laughs> <laughs> lying on a bed. And she finds him in there and she gets really upset because she thinks he's going to steal it. Mm. Because, like, to be fair, he has demonstrated a love of wooden women. (laughs) (laughs) And Mrs. Jones gets really, really upset. But it's like to me, it's not clear if she's being like really unreasonably emotional or if I've just been desensitized (laughs) by Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel's performance. And this kind of seems over the top. But if she was like with a normal person, this would be like, actually, that's quite, quite understated. (laughs) Anyway, then the plants get her. That's what happens next. She goes out in the garden and the plants get her yeah. and they make her headbutt her way into the house. That's right, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's how she kills herself. Mm. That's a new one for you. Uh, go and headbutt your house. Oh, well, this is the climax, you see. She's got to ramp things yeah. up a bit and make it a bit scarier. So Make it seem like a monster. You'll believe a woman can headbutt a house. That's the tagline. <laughs> I, I kind of did anyway. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't need to see it. That was like, you know, I don't think they should or do very often, but I, I believe they can. No, you've got to, no, there's no, you've got to, you've got to have proof. Otherwise, it's not true. So um, she's trying to headbutt her way in, and Mark Wahlberg's trying to Mm -mm. escape, but not not from her, but from the spooky wind that she's letting in. Mm. And eventually, he finds himself in a little room and at one end of a speaking tube with Zoe Deschanel and Jess at the other end. Mm. And he can hear Jess laughing. So, like, I guess she got over all that trauma, <laughs> right? All that murder she saw yesterday afternoon and like, all those dead bodies that they're still surrounded by and the fact that her, both her parents died a few hours ago. She's just having a good time. In fact, w- when they cut to the scene, you can tell that what happened is Zoe Deschanel just told her a joke, mm. but it wasn't included for some reason. <laughs> I wonder why M. Night Shyamalan didn't include the joke that she was laughing at and just had the reaction in. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Probably that's probably that same same joke that the builder told at the start. She heard it. She like <laughs> should have just done the end of it again. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a good callback. Mm. That almost would make it funny. <laughs> All right. So Mark Wahlberg mm. speaks down the tube, and he he tells Zoe Deschanel to close the windows and the doors. And Zoe Deschanel says, "Why?" <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Use context clues. Come on. <laughs> Just have a little think. What possible reason could you have for wanting me to close the windows and doors of this shed I'm in? Well, I do get the sense from, from Zoe Deschanel's character, Alma, that she's not really paying attention to anything that's going on. So maybe she just, <laughs> she no one's, she's not aware of the wind plant thing yet. Maybe. She hasn't even, she has, he hasn't, I mean, I'm not sure he has told yeah. her. Did he? He worked it out in his head. Did he go up to Alma and say, <laughs> uh, I think it's spooky plants? Because if he, I feel like I'd remember that scene where she went, Shut the fuck up, yeah, Marvel book. That's ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, she does, like, she spends the first half of the movie, like, worrying about the fact that she had dessert with M. Night Shyamalan yes. rather than the fact that everyone's going to die definitely. Well, yeah. That, that seems like bad priorities. Like, she's not paying attention to the world. I know that I am really bad at, um, if I'm thinking about one thing and someone's telling me a thing, they'll tell me it. They can, t- they can speak to me for ages and then, like, five minutes later, I'll be like, sorry, can you say everything you said again? Because I'm always... <laughs> somewhere else so I was thinking about that date I had with them like shy man sometimes I see it happen because it's good like when we're doing this sometimes I see you disappear and mm. I, I stop and wait mm. <laughs> just on your face you'll like you'll, yeah. you'll vanish so that's just what she is that's just her character yeah. She's just been thinking. Well, she's been thinking about that fucking tiramisu for sixty minutes, and then, and, then, and then all of a sudden she goes like, "Wait a second, what happened to those boys we were with earlier? <laughs> they got shot. They were shot in front of you, yeah. <laughs> like a, a, a half a meter away from you. Come on, yeah. yeah so she, like, it's like the moment when you aren't paying attention, mm. but permanently, mm. <laughs> like no, not the bit either side where you are paying yeah. attention, or the bit afterwards where you go, can you just tell me that again? Because I stopped yeah. paying attention. It's just yeah. that bit close in the, the middle. So close the windows and the doors. Why? Because of the killer plants in the wind. Sorry, the what? What? The killer <laughs> you plants in the wind? What are you talking about? <laughs> and then he explains it, and she's like, oh, sorry, I, 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 I drifted <laughs> off. Yeah, I was thinking about tiramisu. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, no, she she does get it eventually. She realizes, okay, I'll, and she they rush around and close the doors, mm-hmm. the door and the windows, and um, then. Marky Mark and Zoe Deschanel have a stupid, boring, and frankly inappropriate conversation to have in front of an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> also, a lot of it's about his fucking mood ring. It's a fucking yo-yo villain. <laughs> it's like, this is not characterization, then, like Shyamalan. Giving him a mood ring, especially when he's meant to be a science teacher. And he keeps banging on about how mood rings are real. <laughs> and how we all give off auras and stuff. It's like, think about it a bit longer. So they have a boring conversation that goes on for far too long. And eventually, Mark Wahlberg decides to just go outside because he wants to be with Zoe Deschanel and doesn't care that if he goes outside, he'll just kill himself and therefore won't be with her. Yeah. He can't wait. He can't just, like... like I mean, he can talk to her. They've got a fucking speaking tube. It's like, he can ask, are you all right? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, we'll just carry on waiting then. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, no, it's, this is the climax of the movie. Something's got to happen. I mean, it's bad enough as it is. But if we do just sit in different rooms, mm-hmm. basically talking on the phone, that's going to be terrible. Let's go out and face the spooky wind. Yeah, and so they do and Zoe Deschanel does it as well and takes Jess out so that she can die with them Yeah, it's like good work you two oh Julian told you to look after his kid like yeah oh, we'll look after her for about 8 hours but then we're going to murder her <laughs> yeah. and then we'll have had enough <laughs> Yeah. so anyway they go outside it's very, it's very dramatic they walk towards each other with wind blowing around them <laughs> and we're all terribly excited because we know how spooky that wind is <laughs> but weirdly they're fine mm. because the plants decided to stop murdering people at that exact moment and now the wind is just regular wind, no longer spooky. Mm. It was just a 24-hour spooky wind attack by plants <laughs> and now everything is fine again. So they decide since Mrs Jones is dead, they might as well steal her house. <laughs> <laughs> 
then we cut to three months later, where Marky Mark and Alma seem to have adopted Jess Mm -hmm. because the happy end of every fucking story is two straight people either getting together (laughs) or solving their problems and staying together and having fucking children. Fuck you, M. Night Shyamalan. Fuck you, Minority Report. (laughs) Fuck you, J.K. Rowling. But they're watching TV. We've got to get some of that great TV action because that's been really edifying so far. <laughs> that's taught us a lot. And on the TV, the pundits are asking why it started and stopped so suddenly. Because that's true. It did start very suddenly mm. at 8.30 one morning and it was finished by 10 o'clock the next day. Mm. And the expert, the science expert on TV, says it was an act of nature and we'll never fully understand it. And is it the guy from the beginning? Is it Jake? Unfortunately, it is not Jake. I wish it was. I mean, especially because he is an adult man. That would be fucking hilarious. But no, the the TV host is like, fine. He doesn't like, you know, he doesn't like go, hang on, you just said nothing at all. Now tell me something with some substance. No, he's like, yeah, that's a brilliant answer. So this means that like the true genius of this film was Jake with the perfect face from the start. Like he's the one that knew everything before it even happened. Mm. The twist of this movie is that Jake wasn't a fucking moron after (laughs) all. He wasn't just a pretty idiot. He was correct. Cut to Zoe Deschanel getting a positive pregnancy test because adopting a child just wasn't enough. And we all live happily ever after in heteronormative paradise with babies because we survived 24 hours of spooky fucking wind. So it's Marky, they should should pan across to Marky Mark, who's also um, just taken a pregnancy test and he's pregnant. (laughs) And everybody is. And that's a side effect effect of the spooky wind. Brilliant. Yeah, no, that's good. Okay, so they're in the bathroom together and they're looking at her pregnancy test and they're really excited and she looks, but it's negative and they look really disappointed. Mm. But then, yeah, we pan across and Marky Mark picks his up and it's positive. He's like, and then we like pan down and his stomach's already big. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Now that's a twist. That's a twist that we need. Mm. Right? Something happens at the end. That would be good. But no, we don't get that. She's pregnant, mm. and then cut to, meanwhile, in Paris. In Paris, something is the happening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> something is the happening in Paris. But then the credits roll over some spooky wind, and that's it. Oh, amazing. So disappointing. It is like M. Night Shyamalan not only forgot the twist, he forgot the fucking end of the movie as well. He forgot the last <laughs> half an hour. Fortunately, someone has tried to fix that for him, and that someone is me. Hooray! All right, but before we do the ending, I'd like to make a, an observation. There's a weird, a weird thing I noticed about this movie, hmm. is that every character who appears in this movie, except the two leads, has a name starting with J. Wow, really? That's weird, right? So you've got Alma and Elliot yeah. are the main characters, and then you've got Julian yeah. and his daughter Jess. Yeah. The two teenage boys are called Jared and Josh. The old woman is Mrs. Jones and M. Night Shyamalan's playing a stalker called Joey. And that hot child who Mark Wahlberg hits on in class is called Jake. Jake. And and I looked on IMDb, there's no other named characters. The only ones who have names are Alma and Elliot and everyone else is a J. And yet, despite this, no one is called John. (laughs) (laughs) You can't write a script so you can just make in-jokes. And you're not supposed to have characters with the same first letter in your Mm, script because it's confusing. And so he's probably done it because somebody said you're not supposed to do that. And so, like, all of his characters got a J just to annoy anyone that's reading his script. Yeah, maybe after he did such a bad job on his last couple of films, they sent him to a script class. Mm. They're like, yeah, you can make a new film, but you've got to learn how. Like with um, J.K. Rowling, they made her work with another scriptwriter for the third Fantastic Beast film because the first two were so bad. The third one is... (laughs) Forster. 
worse, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But it's got it's got the shape of a movie, just yeah. a really boring shit movie, yeah. whereas the first two are confusing shit movies. Yeah. <laughs> so when, yeah, maybe with this one it's the same thing. He's very like she was very, very famous, has a lot of influence, but they still mm. made her get a co writer. Yeah. And he's in that similar position. They're like, Yeah, okay, yeah, you can do another film, but you've got to take script writing classes. Mm. And yeah, he's like, right, I'm going to break all the rules. Mm. Everything they tell me to do, I'm going to do the opposite. Like, oh, you've got to have a climax and an end to your movie. <laughs> yeah. Disagree. Disagree. Yeah. Oh, your characters have to show emotion. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't give all your characters the same letter, first name. Well, I'm going to do it. Surprise. Don't make your film about spooky parts. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's rule number one. Anyway, so it's missing a. F- twist it's missing a climax so i wrote one so i'm trying like i said this film doesn't have an ending so i'm not i'm trying not to rewrite it but actually add it on the end so the only bit i'm cutting is the three months later when everything's fine Mm -hmm. so we go back at this point to when uh marky marks is at one side of the speaking tube and zoe deschanel and jess at the other side but instead of going let's just walk out and kill ourselves and everything's fine we cut that bit and they sit in there and wait until they feel safe to move on, until the, the spooky wind passes, like they would yeah. do, you know. Uh, so once they, you know, they stay in there for a while, maybe quite a long time, you know, maybe they maybe they stay there overnight to give it even more more length yeah. to this rather than just 24 hours, to, you know, really, you know, to push them a little bit, to make it a, a low point. Mm. But eventually they go outside really scared, but it's okay, then no spooky wind, but it's not over. So they leave Mrs. Jones's house and continue walking because... Mm-hmm. Also, when the when the wind does blow across them and they're fine, that's already happened to them once. That doesn't mean the event's over, does it? That happened earlier. You wouldn't be going, oh, yeah. let's go back to New York then and and have babies. You'd be like, oh, well, that that wind wasn't spooky. That's good. Now let's carry on to the next house. That's what we're doing. That's very true. Right? Yeah. So that's what's happening here. They carry on walking and then they come to another house, and <laughs> they're looking for food for Jess again because that's what uh, Alma seems to be obsessed yeah. with. And so they knock on the door, and inside this house, they find Mel Gibson dressed as a priest <laughs> and his idiot brother whacking peanuts. <laughs> right, and I'm going to refer to him as whacking peanuts through this, so I thought we should probably explain why, what, uh, what that is, right? doesn't need an explanation, you can just, just play it, right? <laughs> well, I thought I would, yeah. But um, long ago when we were trying to improvise <laughs> sketches for the Man by Car podcast, uh, we did one um, which was based on a joke you came up with. And yeah, I think I'd like to play that now. Dennis Quaid is whacking peanuts. Hi, blokes. My name's Whacking Peanuts and I've come to write you a love letter. But then he breaks his computer. Oh, no, I've broken my computer. And he needs a new computer. Better go to the shops and get a new computer. He buys a newfangled talking computer. Okay, can you hear me, computer? I can't hear you, Whacking Peanuts. <laughs> that's a... That's amazing. How did you know my name? You look like a whacking peanut. Send my boss a message to say I'm not coming into work tomorrow because I've got the lurgy, would you? Will Cole, sending message. Dear boss, cannot come work, got lurgy, yours, whacking peanuts. (laughs) 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 That's all you've got. I've got nothing else. (laughs) Building up to (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolute loser. Uh, 
good. And uh, we never did. We never did put that in Man by Cow podcast, did we? <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't make the cut that one. Mm. So they go. They meet um, Mel Gibson whacking peanuts, right? Oh, yeah. But they these people have a different idea. They they don't think it's plants. They go yeah. like Mark Wahlberg is like it's plants, it's plants, and um, Mel Gibson's like no, no, it's not plants, it's aliens, mm. right? Because mm. and aliens can blend into the background. Right, we see this in mm. signs. We know they can they can basically go invisible, but Mel Gibson says, "But it's okay because they have two weaknesses, right? Number one, water. Mm. Number two, baseball bats. <laughs> right? So you have to get them wet, then beat them to death with a baseball bat. <laughs> almost, almost like the water's unnecessary. <laughs> but it's like whacking peanuts did it to one earlier. It worked. So just got to make sure you've got one of them. But Mark Wahlberg is like, no, we can't use water." Because that will only make the plant stronger. Mm. Right? So we're, now we've got some conflict. It's not just everyone agrees it's plants. We've got some different mm. ideas about what it might be. And then we get an argument between Mark Wahlberg and Whacking Peanuts. It's like, plants, aliens, plants, aliens, plants, aliens. And eventually, yeah. Mel Gibson's daughter, who's called Bo, right, mm. says they're both wrong. Because she thinks invisible hypnotists are doing it. Because <laughs> you've got to have as many voices as possible in this, right? Yeah. But then... Oh, no. Mel Gibson and Whacking Peanuts start walking backwards and then kill themselves. Fuck. So Mel Gibson drowns himself in the bath and Whacking Peanuts whacks himself to death with a baseball bat. (laughs) That's how I decided (laughs) they do it. Because it's got to be in keeping with what we we know about their characters. Yeah, good, good. So obviously what Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel do is they take the two kids with them. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Because that's in keeping with their characters. Adopt another kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Their, their guardians are dead, so now they've got three children. Mm. All right? And the boy, who is called Morgan, thinks it's suspicious that Jess never says anything. Ooh. Right? Why is she? Why does she never say anything? And he's got this book. Remember his book from Science? He's got this book about aliens. And his book yeah. says that aliens might disguise themselves as humans, but they pro- they wouldn't know how to speak English, so they'd have to pretend to be mute. Oh. And if you've seen Science, you'll know that his book is very accurate and correct <laughs> about what aliens are like for some reason. All right? Yeah. And like in the same way that Mark Warburg just immediately knows its plants and everything about it and is correct in this movie, the book that that kid has in science just tells him the truth. It is 100% true. Brilliant. So he says Jess is an alien and it's her making everyone kill themselves, probably by shooting gas out of her wrist spiracle. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's got, you know, he's got his own experience to work on. He's got to go with what he learned. And Mark Wahlberg says, oh, that's a really good hypothesis, Morgan. You're sciencing really well. We'll keep an eye on Jess. And if she gasses anyone with her wrist spiracle, we'll know it's her, OK? Meanwhile, Bo still thinks it's invisible hypnotists because she says she remembers going to a show in New York where a stage hypnotist made people act like chickens and that was very suspicious. (laughs) Anyway, they carry on walking, keep walking through the fields, go to another house. Eventually, they come upon an old abandoned church and go in looking for food for Jess because that's them. They don't, not for the other two, just for Jess, right? Yeah, yeah, that's their yeah, character yeah. motivation. Uh, mm. But it's a church, so they find some Jesus-flavoured crackers and chow down. <laughs> Morgan says again, he, he says that, that he thinks Jess is behind it because his book says that aliens might be much smaller than humans because of gravity. <laughs> And so they'd have to disguise themselves as children, 
Mm-hmm. Bo thinks it's invisible hypnotists. Uh, they probably got bored of making people act like chickens all the time and thought it'd be fun to make people stab themselves with hair daggers or run themselves <laughs> over with lawnmowers. And Morgan says, shut up, Bo. It's obviously aliens. Look at the drawing in my book. I think we should murder Jess just to be on the safe side. Mark Warburg says, that's a great idea, Morgan. <laughs> but we can't, we can't murder Jess, OK? I promised her dad I wouldn't murder her. Now, come on, we better get moving. And as they leave the church, Jess picks up a religious figurine and drops it into her pocket. As they walk through another field surrounded by trees, Mark Wahlberg says, Hang on a minute, why are we walking through the countryside? It's fucking plants doing it. (laughs) Why are we on a countryside fucking rambling holiday? We should go to the city. Morgan says, doesn't matter where we go, aliens will find us anywhere. And Mm. Bo says, invisible hypnotists tend to congregate in cities. (laughs) But Jess says nothing. They walk to the nearest city and we get a montage to show the passage of time because, you know, they're going a long way this time. And probably, and I'm thinking, while we have the montage, a highly inappropriate song plays. Like maybe Mm. Hot in the City by Billy Idol. (laughs) (laughs) But slowed down and sung by a reedy-voiced woman and played on a lute. Yeah. So uh, when they arrive in New York, they find loads of skeletons because everyone is dead, including Ohio Grant. <laughs> like the skeleton cleanup crew is also gone, so everyone's skeletons. And they pick their way along a, they, along a, lo- along a multi-lane road with all the cars mm. standing empty or with skeletons in them so we can mm. see what happened to the people. Like It looks like a traffic jam but with skeletons. Mm. Jess stops walking. The others gradually notice and turn to look at her quizzically. But because it's Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel, we have no idea what they're feeling about it. (laughs) Mark Wahlberg says, What's wrong, Jess? Are you scared of all the skeletons? (laughs) But Jess shakes her head and then she speaks for the first time. And she says, Mm. I'm ready to communicate with you now. (laughs) Morgan closes his book in frustration. She's not an alien if she can speak English. And Bo says, and she's not an invisible hypnotist because we can see her. (laughs) But Jess says, I'm ready to tell you my secret now. Mm. Mark Wahlberg, you have a secret? What is it, Jess? (laughs) Jess says, I... See dead people. And Mark Warburg is like, well, yeah, we're surrounded by skeletons. <laughs> like, we all see dead people, Jess. And Jess says, yeah. but I see them walking around like regular people. They don't see each other. They only see what they want to see. They don't know they're dead. Mark Warburg unexpectedly asks the question, how often do you see dead people? <laughs> and Jess says, all the time. Because one of them just follows me around and asks me questions. That's why I haven't been saying anything. I can't concentrate (laughs) with him constantly psychoanalyzing me. We see a shot of Mark Wahlberg looking perplexed again. We see a shot of Zoe Deschanel looking concussed again. (laughs) And then we cut back to Jess and we can now see that Bruce Willis is standing beside her wearing the same clothes he wore in The Sixth Sense. Mark Wahlberg says, you have a friend who's a ghost? That's really great. 
You know, science can't explain the existence of ghosts. It's a complete mystery how they can walk around like regular people, not seeing each other, only seeing what they want to see and not realising they're dead. Zoe Deschanel says, But what has this got to do with plants making people kill themselves? And Jess says, Because it's not the plants doing it. Oh my God. It's Bruce Willis. <gasps> Twist. Because it can't be the fucking plants if you told me it was the plants in minute 20, okay? There's yeah. got to be something else. Amazing. Then we see Bruce Willis take out a pocket watch on a chain. He walks over to Mark Wahlberg and swings it before his face. And mm. Bruce Willis says, You are feeling suicidal. You're feeling very <laughs> suicidal. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg begins to back away from Bruce Willis as his survival instincts try to protect him. And we finally understand why people were walking backwards because yeah. Bruce Willis was trying <laughs> to hypnotise them and they were fighting against it unsuccessfully. But soon, Bruce Willis's superior Willis... <laughs> Sorry. I mean, his superior yeah. will wins and Mark Wahlberg freezes. Amazing. Then Mark Wahlberg pulls the murder spike from his hair and kills himself with it. Yeah. I think it'd also be another interesting twist if everyone turned out to have daggers hidden in their hair. Uh, Bruce Willis moves over and starts hypnotising Zoe Deschanel. While Bo says, I was right, it is an evil hypnotist. <laughs> And Morgan throws his book away in frustration. And then Morgan says, but why would Bruce Willis want to kill everyone in the whole world? <laughs> yeah. And Jess says, he's embarrassed because everyone remembers him as that guy who was a ghost but didn't realise he was a ghost, despite <laughs> the fact that no one except Haley Joel Osment could see or hear him and he could walk through walls and he had that massive bullet wound and didn't change his clothes for a year. <laughs> so he's getting everyone back by murdering them all. Mm. Bruce Willis says, see how you like being ghosts that don't know you're ghosts. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel kills herself with a gun or whatever. Mm. Probably that she's got in her hair. And we see a shot of her and Mark Wahlberg lying dead on the ground. There is no appreciable difference in their performances. <laughs> and MB, I do, yes, I know that hypnosis doesn't work like that, but this is a movie, and in movies, hypnosis does work like that because it is yeah. basically magic mind control. Yeah. Anyway, then Bruce Willis hypnotises everyone in the whole world until there's no one left. <laughs> Cut to... Haley Joel Osman in bed, his eyes screwed tightly closed and his hands over his ears. The sound fades in and we hear many voices speaking over one another. The camera pans out to reveal that his bed is surrounded by people, all with unpleasant wounds and all asking him, how often <laughs> do you see dead people over and over again? He's surrounded by ghosts. We continue to pan out to reveal that Haley Joel Osment's bed is surrounded by eight billion ghosts. <laughs> because everyone in the world except him is dead. None of them know they're dead, and they all want to know how often Haley Joel Osment sees dead people. Spoilers, it is all the time. All right, close in on Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment pulls the crazy sharp hairpin from his hair and holds it to his neck, 
just like the woman at the start, just like Mark Warburg did. He's desperate. He can't handle another ghost asking him how often he sees dead people. Mm, mm, But mm, mm. killing yourself is difficult if you're not being mind-controlled by Plants or Bruce Willis, and he Mm. can't do it. Tears are streaming down his face. He can't live in this world. He just has to push... We see Bruce Willis beside Haley Joel Osment holding a pocket watch. He swings the pocket watch before Haley Joel Osment's eyes like an old-fashioned stage hypnotist. Mm. And he says, You don't want to kill yourself. Oh, you man. want to put that hair dagger down and get psychoanalyzed by <laughs> eight billion ghosts. <laughs> Haley Joel Osment puts the spike down and says, I want to get psychoanalyzed by eight billion ghosts. <laughs> Now tell me, Cole, how often do you <laughs> see dead people? <laughs> Haley Joel Osment's POV, a billion ghosts staring at him, waiting for his answer. Close in on Haley Joel Osment, tears streaming down his cheeks. He says the final line of the movie, which is... All the time! And this means now there's a reason why the tagline stupidly mentions the sixth sense and signs because they're both part of the ending. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat to every night But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah woman of a no woman of a no Was writer in the world Was writer in the world Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. (laughs) If you would like more extraordinary guff by us, but don't want to wait a couple of weeks for the next episode of The Worst Writer in the World, Mm -hmm. then why not join us on Patreon for as little as $2 a month. $2 will get you immediate access to an enormous back catalogue of stuff, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. even better, join at $7 and get access to the full back catalogue of Secret Gang podcasts, which we've been releasing since 2016, so there are several of them. All right, that's it. So go to patreon.com slash man by cow and give us all your money. Yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye, Milk. Bye-bye, spoilers. He was a ghost all along. He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer.